too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. Episode 200 of the Galando Podcast, sorry, 200, 201. I was stuck in perpetual 199, and so I thought I would double up on 200. No, we're at 201. No one thought I'd make it another week of the Galando Podcast, which was, that name was given to me when I was on Fan 590 in Toronto last year or the year before. And the host brought me on live and said, we're joined here by Matthew Wiley from the Galando podcast. And then I realized nothing mattered. So this week is 201. I may sound a little bit sluggish. Not sure if this will be as on point as 200 in that I am coming out of COVID. And that's that. I can't really describe how I feel, but it's a slog. So I think I got it from the dermatologist last week because there were a trillion people there. And uh, that's who I'm blaming for this. Who, by the way, if you at any point in your life taking all your clothes off for a physician to examine your skin is never comfortable. But now they bring in two to three more people for, I guess, legal purposes. And two and three more people are typically younger of the opposite sex. And, you know, the doctor wants to make it more comfortable by like chopping it up about the Cincinnati Reds or, you know, going to the pumpkin patch And meanwhile, I just want to get out of there because I can see all three people internally combusting from laughter staring at me. It's the worst. And uh, anyway, all systems are normal in the skin department. You wearing SPF 30 every day? You betcha, pal. No problemo. You flossing every day, dentist? Absolutely not. So, anyway, that's that. Getting older sucks. In general, like, parkouring these days is jumping on a curb. And a 50-50 shot, I'm taking out my shins with my four-inch vertical. Right? I mean... (laughs) You know that, Nathan, you know that little stone barrier we have to jump over? Never, never <laughs> but do you like want to gamble on it? It's eight inches high. I always 
No. Because I know I'm going to face plant and no one will find me till Wednesday. We have to jump over this stone barrier to get to our cars. And you always try to jump it to think that, oh, I'm, I might as well be Kareem. <laughs> the worst. Um, all right. Where I went wrong last week in DFS or golf was playing this tournament at all, the Amex. Rom's comments were very apropos. If you did not hear them, someone caught him off camera. No, I'm, yeah, someone caught him off camera filming him. No, they caught him, I guess, just candidly walking between holes saying, what a fucking shitty setup. Those words specifically. It's an effing putting contest. Like a bullshit setup. He wasn't happy with the setup of the course. Um, not surprising. It's a pro-am, so they're going to make it easier. Uh, Nicholas Tournament Course and La Quinta are, were last, respectively, 40th and 41st in difficulty last year. And it's the pro-am. And so, you know, the winners, and put this in your notes for next year, aside from also uh, being... What did he say? Piece of shit effing setup and a putting contest week. Put that in your notes for real. The winners are going to be probably not elite golfers because it becomes more extraordinarily random as to who can make a trillion putts. Not taking nothing away from Hudson Swafford. You know, he's a, he's a former winner. Uh, all these guys are good golfers. But <clears throat> what I like about Torrey Pines, number seven... Number seven in difficulty last year is that you can't hide from Tory Pines. <coughs> Here comes the coughing. Bear with me. You have to be a really good iron player, a good scrambler, a good bunker player. It's mid to long irons all day. As one golfer said to me, it's two wedges on the south course and no legit eagle chances. Yes, the bozos out there will catch me on that because there will be eagles, but... What I mean by legit eagle chances, there are there are courses with par fives <clears throat> that are just all day eagles. You know, Nicholas Course and La Quinta, no exceptions. But but this week is completely different. And the great golfers don't play better necessarily at tough courses. But their game rises to the demands of tough courses and major, you know, majors because they are tough setups. And so when you need to be a good scrambler and lead around the green, that's why they, that's why they excel. I mean, look at the short price winners at Torrey Pines over the years. Um, it just, it, it, Jason Day, Phil, Tiger, Rom. Stedeker, elite around the greens. Leishman, elite iron player. Mid to long iron player. Best golfer wins this week is, and it maybe seem like an obvious statement, but you're going to have a golfer that's coming into form, that's in form, that's going to win this week. You just can't show up at Torrey Pines and randomly win. Like, you know, DJ is going to be hot this week, but 
when's the last time he played and really played well? So I'm probably going to be looking at informed golfers who have sort of a pretty good elite, if not elite, skill set. That may sound simple, but that's what I'm going to do right now. Someone asked about showdown theory. <clears throat> um, like for uh, ask to do a segment on showdown theory. I mean, there are better showdown players than me. I do take it seriously. I don't have really. I mean, I do have theories on it. Yeah. If you're playing NFL showdown, which I do like to play. Um, my only, my only thought, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the previous two podcasts, is. Um. If you're going to max showdowns, like in a $20, you go in it, at least I go in it, it's either boomer, it's win it all or nothing. If you're looking to min cash, I don't think you're going to set up the best scenario for yourself to be ultimately successful. And so by doing that is if you predict, if you, I mean, some people um, will segment three game theories like uh, Rams, you know, went out, win handily, the Bucks win handily, or it's going to be a defensive, you know, sluggish match. Pick one or three or four or more, I, but go heavy into what you believe will happen. And then forecast if that is going to happen. If you believe the Rams are going to win or win, that's going to be a high-scoring game, then what is your what are the things that are probably going to happen to make that, if that occurs and then lock it in. I mean, because, because you're not going, if you, if you go light on the plays you like, including in golf and those plays turn out to be the right calls, then the other three or four pieces you need to build a winning lineup are likely not going to be associated or attached to the plays you like. If that makes sense, um, you need to have you need to have almost lock in the two or three plays you like, and then you know your 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 marginal plays will just show up in an optimal lineup for yourself. But it's just amazing that even if you like a player sixty percent, which is a heavy heavy investment on a player, let's say you like two players at sixty percent. I explained this before. There's a chance that only two lineups or sorry, 20% of your lineups will have those two players together. And so 20%, that's 30 lineups that you have to get the rest right. And the math becomes very difficult and challenging because you wonder why. Well, I played those guys at 60%, but I didn't have the winning lineup. Well, that's why. But if you play, if you go in saying it's going to be, you know, <laughs> Siwoo Kim and Trey Mullinax, I'm going to lock them in, and they, they show up. Then you have a much better shot at picking up some rags on a lineup that's very successful. Like Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and Odell Beckham. And then you have one or two lineups with Kendall Blanton, and they hit. So you got to be pretty aggressive, is what I, at least for me. you got to be pretty aggressive. And you'll see it with, you know, uh, Alex Baker, Osimo, you know, if you look at some of his stuff for golf, he locked answer the other week, I believe. It's aggressive. You've got to be aggressive to be one of the best in the world. 
So there you go. A tidbit on showdown theory. At least that's for me. There are much better players than me. I.E. ship my money DFS. Who seems to win all the time. Adam Shearer. Or, 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 who's excellent. He's also excellent being snarky at Twitter. Sometimes at inappropriate times when I'm tilting. But he's very good. He's a very good boy. All right, let's talk to Josh and Ryan quickly. Josh is back this week. I talked to him about I talked about him looking like Kevin Euclid. Is that his name, Kevin Euclid? You know, part of the COVID problem is that it messes with your brain. I I was I had these delusions all week, like this like weird out of out of in, in outer space dreams. So so nothing sounds right or smells right. But I said he looked like Kevin Euclid. That was a story he allowed me to share. It, and and I I will say that the second you say someone looks like someone, it never works out. Even if you think it's a compliment, it never works out. Just never do it. So he gave me that story. He authorized it. I did not say that he looked like anyone. Except for Colton Oast a little bit. Like, I mean, so I was in a restaurant the other day and someone said something like, you look like the mailman from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> or the volleyball coach on Home Improvement. You just Google it and you're like, oh, cool, thanks. Let me go, let me go run myself over in traffic. All right. I also am working on this bit on Twitter for Wordle, and it's a very, very dangerous, risky game I'm playing with it, and it's already aggravating people, but I'm going to follow it through. So just bear with me. I can hardly wait to get to day two of the Wordle bit, but people have already, they've already fallen for it, and they're, it's just, I get the irritation's already building. <laughs> I just got to commit to it. It's fine. It's a good one. The segment brought to you by Windex. Windex. We know you spray it on everything. Everything. I clean my toothbrush with Windex. You clean anything with Windex. And also, name another glass cleaner. <laughs> Gun to your head. Good luck. No. Yep. No. Can't. Is there a more dominant brand other than Red Bull than Windex or Kleenex? Anyway, let's talk to the boys. Hello. All right, all three of us are here this week. Josh could not join us last week. It's good he to chose be not to. Um, this segment brought to you by Gold Bond Medicated Powder. The green bottles for real men. And then uh, brought to you by Dell Laptops. Grab yourself one today. I shared this story, which I was authorized to do, about Kevin Euclid's Josh. I, I got so many DMs about it one, did, that they did, loved it. Did you? Yes, I did. I gotta, I'm going to try to find that picture. And here's the thing, as I said in the opener, is that 100% of the time when you say someone looks like someone, it's offensive. You, like, never works out. Yeah, but, I mean, 
we look so much alike that I don't think either Kevin Euclid or I are offended by it. The best part was you going to the bathroom at Fenway Park and thinking, <laughs> why is there a picture of myself in here? Yeah, because it wasn't just a straight up like picture of him like standing there with a baseball bat and the uniform. It was like a, I don't know, an artsy picture. It was off to the side, and it was. It, I really was convinced. I was convinced there's alcohol involved, but <laughs> yes. it, but either way, that's still. It was still so close to what I look like. Ryan, we we figured out prior to you joining. Has your kid stopped yelling? Uh, she, yeah, I think so. We figured out how to turn up. Josh's game in Windows PC. No way. Yes. Well, yes. A year and a half later. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And for well, a year, year, for a year and a half, you've been calling it gain when actually it was just volume. Well, uh, thanks to our Dell computers, uh, we were able to increase the volume. Dell computers, grab one today. The the this week is a difficult course. Unlike the ratchety tournament, never play the Amex. Just skip that week. It's horrendous. Agree with me on that? Yes. Yeah. I agree with what Rom said. Yes. I I tilted Sunday and I'm I'm done with that tournament. It's horrifying. And then you have to endure the green screening for about five hours from all the Hudson Swafford likers. It's very tilting. Uh good iron play, good scrambler, good bunker player. At Torrey Pines. Length helps, more core strategy, mid to long irons all day. There's probably two wedges in at most and no legit eagle chances. I mean, people will eagle, but it's not like you're playing Nicholas tournament course and you have to automatically eagle. These are extremely tough par fives. Polar greens are fast. Uh, the Poe and Bent mix, they grow at different rates. Mix that with footprints and it becomes a shit show. So nothing is guaranteed on these greens, plus there's greens within greens. So if you don't hit your quadrant, there's a lot of undulations. That's why iron play is so important. Um, North course, not a, it's not a gimme either. Um, four par threes, over 200 yards. And if you look at previous winners here, short-priced, elite, all-world scramblers, and at the green. Phil, Tiger, Stedeker, Day, Read a lot of masters narratives there too. What what do you have to do well in Augusta? Iron play, short game. <clears throat> so I don't think it's going to be someone just hopping into the mix after a three month layoff and winning at Torrey Pines. I think it's going to be someone in pretty good form who's got the skill set to challenge a tough course, which you don't play better necessarily at tougher courses or majors is that your skill sets complements the best players in the world skill set complements a tougher setup. Unlike a random putt fest as Rom aptly put it at the Amex. I wonder if he'll be back there. <laughs> yeah. He plays there all the time. He's won there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything to add from those notes, those elite notes? Um, no, not really. I think you nailed it. You certainly need long irons. You certainly need scrambling. Uh, I did find it pretty interesting. I was looking back at just stats from the South course. Uh, the top four in this field in scrambling at that golf course were Finau, Snedeker, Reed, and Rose. They've got four wins between them. 
on this golf course. Zero for Fina, of course, <laughs> but two for Snedeker. Uh, so yeah, I think that just reemphasizes. I I think course form and course experience is important, but you certainly do need a short game here. For those not familiar with Tony Finau, as we are all part of a cultish, you know, fandom for Tony Finau, it's that the most underrated part of his game is his <clears throat> at the green scrambling ability. His off the tee game is actually to be desired, even though he hits it a mile. Yeah. Um, but he's a very good scrambler. And he is incessantly frustrating in that, you know, <clears throat> he will play okay for two days and then shoot a 59 when it matters the least. I know you like him a lot this week, and a lot of people will like him at that price. Josh, where are you starting in your Mega Mind Galaxy Brain build this week at the top? Well, we're not Mega Mining or Galaxy Brain anything, and we're just jamming ROM. Like lock and ROM? Um, I mean, you know, I play a lot of lineups. I'm not locking ROM. I will be significantly overweight the field to ROM. Um, Projections on art, where do you project them? On ownership? Uh-huh. He's 30% I, I, last week in a, a weak field. Well, I I mean, I, I think he'll get, he'll be probably 30, 35-ish percent. Mm. But I don't know. I so. No, you don't? I don't. I don't because... <clears throat> I think there's more complimentary golfers that he can play down below his price. And I think it's tough to build a lineup with the stuff that's going on price-wise down low. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll help you with that with some picks. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but I, Welcome I, to the I, show, Josh. <laughs> brought to you by Gold Bond. You must use the green Gold Bond. Yes. And if you want to put it on your balls when they're wet, <laughs> it's an experience. Um, so... I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't really like the other 10k guys. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I obviously we know Rom's great, and we know he lines up perfectly for this course. So um, that's not really telling you much. But I just I'm not feeling great about JT Nadecki. I do like DJ, and I'm I'm off Xander and kind of off Berger. So. Um, I'm not going to have as – I mean, you know, I like to take some, some more shots down low, so I don't find it as hard to play Rom, but I think Rom's winning, so I'm going to play him. I, I mean, I, I would think the most logical sh- choice, particularly with his frustration last week and coming in in the best form, and of course he loves, it's Rom. So – I mean, he looked he looked pretty much checked out for the weekend, and he still I don't know what he finished, but he was you know he wasn't really in contention, but he was he was up there, and I don't even really think he cared. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and he's he's like the subject of you know the talk this week because of that clip that came out. I mean, don't really play the motivation game; they're all motivated, but I think he's just come around and tear this course up. Yeah, I agree. So. I mean, I will offer one thing uh, here. <laughs> so, number one, who has gained the most strokes on the North Golf Course? I know they only play it one time, but do you guys know who has gained the most strokes on the North Golf Course? Jordan Spieth. It's John Rahm. Uh, John Rahm. <laughs> who, who has gained the most court strokes on the South Golf Course? Daniel Berger. Still John Rahm. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to play John Rom this week too. I will say I like DJ more than Slip does apparently. Um, I would play him over Justin Thomas for their $600 savings. Um, but otherwise, pretty line. Probably out on, on Matsuyama just because I like the other guys. Uh, always out on, on Xander Shoffley. Uh, and a 10K Daniel Berger is not going to fly here. Yeah, I'd scratch DJ and Shoffley and the fact that DJ, whom I love, is not played a lot and he's not played well when he's played. Yeah. I just don't think you come into Torrey Pines and and explode. Um, I would book it. I would, Shoffley is always an X for me. The home narrative, which will be passed around, <clears throat> has never really worked out for him at the Farmers. In fact, it's worked contrary to success for him. Uh, I'm a huge Daniel Berger fan. I know it's, you know, I know people can talk me. I think his ownership would be fantastic. Seventh of the U.S. Open last year. He's all world. He's everything Xander wants to be. Right. That's where I would start in my build with Dan. And then I would go Brooks, who I also think is like Morikawa, is always under-owned because people love Bryson. <clears throat> this is not a bomb and gouge course, but let him think it is. And they love Sam Burns. And Brooks is mightily priced at 9.6. I think there's some opportunities there. IMO. I, you know, there aren't any ownership projections out yet. I imagine, I think that Scheffler is going to come over Brooks and maybe Burns will too. He will. That, he always does. I mean, the, the, I, I, mean I, don't know, I don't like Brooks, but the idea that Burns and Scheffler might be over, more owned than Kepka at the same price is offensive. Yes. Because Zalatoris now is going to be a hot, hot super take. Yeah. Well, after last week. He, you know, he was my like my top leverage play, and I wasted it. I mean, I, I had a profitable week, but I didn't take out anything big. I wasted it. Now everyone's on him. Yeah, um, I think Brooks and Jordan will be the one, two that are opportunities here. Speed. What are we? Yeah. What do you? I, are we on speed or off speed? I don't. I'm, I can't. <laughs> Matt, should I take this one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm completely on speed. We are, we are completely off speed. Uh, I've already made side bets with Saul here. Uh, yeah, Spieth is just absolutely not. It's a terrible course for him. I mean, he missed the cut last year. I think that was his last missed cut on tour was this one last year. He just had a kid. He played 12 he, rounds here. That's it. He, he just had a kid. He played terrible in the two times we've seen him since then. Oh, uh, just absolutely no interest in Spieth. Who was, who, was the, who was fifth on the leaderboard in 2019 after he played the North course round one? Jordan Spieth. That's all I need to know. <laughs> round one on the so North 65. course. 65. <laughs> sure. Yes, that, that uh, one round might help him get to a T45. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just – and it's not going to fit because, like you said, like I, I think if I like anybody in the nines, it's Chocky. it's going to be Finau and Zal Torres. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have a ton of either one of them probably, but I like them way better than anybody else here. All right, moving down. Here's the eights. The, always the underlook eights. Now Corey Connors moving down in price. Why? Because he was supposed to win last week and have 1,000 birdies. And he sucked. And so now they've got him sub nine, and he's going to be, what, 11%, 12% projected? Oh, less probably. In that, less? In that Taylor Gooch always always sucks ownership away, and now they're priced in the exact same. Plus you got Tony Finau, 
and then uh, Matt Wolf. I don't know. There's a lot of Matt Wolf truthers out there, <clears throat> and Pat Reed, Patty Reed. Excuse but me. are the are the Wolf truthers coming back after they kill their? Of course, they're they're coming back. They don't go away. The Gooch and Wolf truthers are a strong, strong cult. So, I I need help with Bezgoat. Uh, you I know that. I, what? Well, what, what, go ahead. What is he goaded? Like it's he he ate rat poison and survived. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't go so dark. <laughs> no, that's a true story. I know, but I was just talking about golf. Can I okay. feel terrible? Wait, he had the he had the nickname okay. before he played right. golf. So I play him a lot. Robon, he's, I mean, I don't know. He's a decent Long Island iron player. He's great scrambler. But I, I think I just don't know if he has the upside here. He doesn't because he doesn't have the distance. And he doesn't have the driving accuracy. Like he's going to find himself all over the map here. Uh, yes, good iron player. Yes, good scrambler. I don't see upside at all for him here. The best quote of the of this podcast is Bez is the best Long Island player. <laughs> I didn't say the best, did I? Brian Kirshner, t- there you go, Bez. Um, okay, I mean. A lot of people are hot on McNeely, I guarantee you, and Homa, who yeah. Homa is actually a play. Um, Homa's always in play. He could be, yeah. Uh, I, I, have a feel, I have a feeling he's going to get a little bit popular just because people like to bet him and then people like to play him. Um, I'll tell you who's not going to be owned this week, shockingly, it's Patrick Reed. Right. Uh, he's not going to be owned. He loves his golf course, obviously one here. Uh, I don't love him per se, but if you get Reed at 8%, 7% owned, sure. Why not? All right. So now we go Now we go to where everyone's going to build their lineups to make ROM work. Um, there, I mean, I had some egregious lineups with Justin Rose. <laughs> he's right? in play. He, no, uh, he's, don't give up. Don't he's give in up. play this. Yeah. I love Rosie this week. <laughs> Rosie and Siwoo Kim. And uh, a guy you love, Josh, in Aaron Wise, and I'm surprised to see you say before the podcast that you don't like him as much. I thought Aaron Wise God. is a play. I think he's in play, but I don't like him as a person. <laughs> what did he do? From my limited experience did he eat with rat him. poison? No, that the time he got negged for the kiss. Oh, yes. That just... It's very tough to to roster him after that, um, but I do think Wise is fine. the 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 person I'm struggling with the most is Luke List, and I'll do whatever you two guys tell me. To oh, do don't that. struggle. You you go ahead and you click that button on the left for seventy six hundred, and you just you just go ahead and slide him in there. He's I'm giving him. Oh, I have a I maintain a blacklist. And as you two know, and um, I'm pretty good about not playing guys, but I'm giving everyone a fresh start this year, one time off the list. And if they screw me, they're back on it forever. That happened with Day. He's done. But I'm giving List a temporary exemption this week to play him. Ryan's a shameless Florida drug dealer. That's just horrendous <laughs> yeah, He's do just pushing it, yes. Can I interest uh, you in some crack? No, you ex-Luke. There's a lot here. Like, I mean, so – yeah, I do default to guys who play well last week and have good course history. I'm, I'm just going to play them. 
Like even Molinari has done okay here. It doesn't seem like it'd be a good fit for him, but he's done okay here the last couple of times. So I'm certainly going to go back there. Um, so we talked about slip. We talked about flop lag and the guys who burned us last week. Yep. I mean, there may not be a better play than Gary Woodland. Is there? This guy loves this golf course. Top 20 machine here. Missed the cut last week. Now he's even cheaper. Like playing Gary Woodland. There's a there's a lot of flop lag going on with this uh, with this event. The Woodlands won. Yeah. I told you we're gonna go back to Buckley, as a cheap guy. And maybe I skipped down too too much. No, I'll, I'll just say okay. day instead of curl locks, but we'll go to Buckley now. Well, no, Matt, you have to uh, you have to pontificate on on Wyndham Clark for a moment. <clears throat> well, Wyndham Clark, you know, I was a huge super fan. Whether or not it was a bit I, to be determined, but. Uh, he hits it a mile, and he's a very good putter. What he lacks is iron play. Sold. No, <laughs> he can't do what you need most here. Okay, he's just done. He's a terrible iron player, and I just think uh, you know he's just not. And Woodland, if you watched him at all live, it was pretty bad. I mean, is hitting it into a person's pool really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't believe he got relief from there. He's able to play a second shot, but. It was a lot worse than you think. Um, I'm not sure he – I don't know. I mean, maybe he just needed four rounds to get work out the kinks. But uh, Charlie Hoffman is staring at me in the face in that he's an elite, a long iron player. And he's extremely good short game. I just think he's someone who can make a lot of lineups work. And I'm willing to stick my neck out with Charlie Hoffman. Um, Did you know he's from San Diego? <laughs> I thought he was from Vegas. No, I went to school there. Everyone's going to play Hoffman this week, I feel like. I'm right He's, with you in Hoffman. Hoffman's in. Yeah, because Michael Thompson, I'm done with that clown. Yeah. Well, I, I think everyone's going to play Hoffman. I think he's going to show up in, in optimal lineups. That's and I think you're going to see some sort of inflated ownership, and he's going to be like 16%. I don't care. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He's one of the players that if he doesn't do well, I'm okay with. That's how much I like Charlie Hoffman. There you go. Ryan? I'll play him. I'm just not looking forward to it. Here's someone that if you're doing 150 lineups, you're putting in Patrick Rogers. Okay. You're preaching to the choir here. That's it. Doug Gim is when he put in. I'm sad that KHC withdrew. I was looking forward to losing money for him on him for the third straight week. All right, Josh, how do you build so we can wrap this up in about two minutes? Hmm. How do you build? You talked about having Rom and saying, I know how to do it, get down low. Yeah. What are you doing down low? You just want some names? Yeah. I'm going to fire names at you. Okay. We're going to go with Hagee. Uh-huh. We're going to have a sprinkle of Novak. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is this guy talking about? No, but we're going to be heavy on Bramlett. Uh-huh. There you go. How are you we're going we're gonna to have, and we're going to have some Fratelli. Uh-huh. Pendrith. Are you gonna have some Barjon or Barjon, and, and then the and then the best of all of them, Svensson. Okay. Who do you like down here? No one, right now. Well, I guess you can't play Rom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I'm not gonna do, man. Because I I don't use Gold Bond Green. <laughs> okay. I'm not playing Grillo. Uh, that's, that relationship is over with. None of these guys. I mean, here's the one play. 
a long time ago, a very smart, gifted analyst said, you always play Danny Lee at tough courses. Genius. Right? Scott Stallings won here before, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Danny Lee opened with seven under last week. It's not like he's not playing well. He just made a seven on a part three. Do you have anything down here, Ryan? Bronson Burgoon? Unfortunately not, because Slep took all my guys. Literally, the, the the guys I like the most here would be Svensson, Bramlett, and Pendrith. And he fucking named them all. Well, um, it, I, will con- I, I will concede that you mentioned Pendrith today or before me, but, the, you know, Svensson. Yeah, yeah, you still, yeah, you still steal it. Um, no, there's I, – I think that's it. I, I think there's a big jump. From like the sixes up to the 72, 73 range. And I'm going to spend a lot more time up there. And I think that in a normal week, Sebastian Munoz would be a great price, but he was so bad last week. And you know how this thing works. Would you call it flop sweat? Flop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> flop sweat. Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> flop sweat. <laughs> but do you want to, you know, you can get a Sebastian Munoz who can absolutely handle the ball. <laughs> It does seem like it does seem like that could work. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't just for nostalgia mention that Kyle Stanley's playing golf this week. There you go. There you go. All right. So who wins? Oh, well, never mind. It's wrong, right? It's wrong. That's not. Well, why don't Why don't we just let's take our picks? Other than, well, I'll just say for for one and done, I'm going to take Fee now, just because I don't want to use wrong in a non-major. So okay. I well. I love Fina this week. He's not winning, but he very well could come in second. Um, I'll take it. I, you know, I don't know. Let's let's go right back. Zalatoris. I like that. Non-Rama's burger. You heard it here first. All right. Anything else? Any more ad plugs? No. No, that was great. Gold Bond Dell. I'm 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 going to Amazon right now. <laughs> there you go. All right, boys. Thank you yeah. so much. Hey, play Minnesota one, Josh. It's too late. It's okay. late. It's locked. And we're done. Bye bye. All right, that's it for this podcast. Losing my voice, but I've forgotten the last two podcasts and I owed it to him. I want to thank Kevin Turcott on Twitter, who allowed me to place a bet on Cam Smith, rather large, at, what was it, the Sony, or the Tournament of Champions, whatever, Cam Smith won, is the Tournament of Champions, and so I said part of this was, I get to shout out and thank you uh, on the podcast, I'd forgotten for two weeks, he said I flew my Nana in from like Nova Scotia to hear it, because she doesn't know how to get podcasts to work on her PC, I felt terrible. So there you go. Kevin Turcott and Nona or Nana from Chilliwack. Hopefully you get a new PC that you can hear podcasts on. I suggest a Dell. Dell. Grab one today. And then also to Kevin, another Kevin, Kevin E.N. Andrews, who going through a very, very rough time and... I was just DMing him back and forth about the rough time he's going through, and it gave me a lot of perspective. And so I want to thank Kevin Andrews for that, and things are going to get great for him. And I appreciate that conversation with Kevin, both Kevins. 
So there you go. My DMs, there's a lot of great threads in there. Intel number 202. 